Welcome to a special podcast episode. Vince, Bennett, Andre, how you all doing? Excellent. Doing great. This will be the most folks I've had on as guests, so it's going to be fascinating and interesting how we make this work. But we got to talk about the backgrounds real quick. Bennett, your background. What's going on with that painting? That is someone's choice for the top 100 albums of all time. Although, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm an, I'm obsessed, literally obsessed with the Beatles uh, and U2. And both, for whatever reason, are not on that. So you wonder why I bought it. It was more for the space. I needed a large, a large image for my space in here. But there are some pretty amazing albums on there. Looks good. And Andre, you got the Iron Man 5. Self-explanatory, my favorite Marvel, Marvel character. Ready to go, Vince, the signature clock that was on the episode last time. Yeah, mine's not quite as cool as the uh, Iron Man of the painting. It's actually a clock that I don't think has worked in years, but, you know, I guess it's becoming my look, uh, a, a nice clock, I suppose. Well, well listen, th this is a special episode for a number of reasons. One, all of you have been on the podcast. This is your second appearance. Secondly, we are going to look at the balloons flying. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. This, how crazy is that? You forget. How did that happen? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, huh. think, I think it's AI looking for, for certain signals <laughs> and, and off it goes. It's trying um, to match the mood with it. Just... Exactly. And, and listen, how, how exciting is it? Four of us are co-authors on a book, right? The last audience, the lost, remember? The last lost. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to confuse the audience just for a bit there. And um, today we're going to talk about the book. We're going to introduce you to the four co-authors, but we're also going to talk about, listen, it's been a journey for all of us. There's 75 guests that have contributed time and their brilliance, and uh, I'm thankful to all of you. Plus, we have hundreds that are listening and sharing their ideas and advice. Uh, where I want to open up today, and I'll get Vince, Bennett, and Andre, all of your take, Peter Thiel has an interesting question that he asks candidates to, for a job interview. And when I first saw this question years ago, I didn't have a good answer. Uh, I do now. The question he asks is, what important truth do very few people agree with you on? Well, I, I've got the answer today. And, and I think it's this idea that we should adapt marketing. We should bring marketing in the world of HR. And I got to say, I, I've been saying marketing for the last seven, eight months, and I get one of three reactions. First reaction is amazing, love it, spot on. Second reaction, curious. Third allergic, almost like an acid reflux. Did you just say marketing in the world of HR? So, so, so Bennett, what important truth do very few people agree with you on as we think about kind of this, this world that we're discussing today? Yeah, I think, uh, I think similarly, I think there's this notion that everyone in, in the corporate community that we all live and work in feels like they row in their own ocean mm -hmm. and that it is my domain. Um, I will set the rules, make the table, um, and then ultimately I will cook and eat my own food and it, let the chips fall where they may, so to speak. And I think that the companies that are most successful in the world lean into each other. Um, they support and collaborate with one another in all disciplines and domains and experiences. Uh, and I think this is no different. I, I think there is an enormous, enormous opportunity to bring the creative thinking uh, and acumen of marketing into the critical thinking, clinical thinking of HR or what was HR, which is now people experience, people operations, that collaboration will create 
the success that I think everyone is looking for. And I've had, as you all know, from not only the book, but from our own uh, previous podcast, I've had the luxury of being a part of that experience already and watched a soaring success happen in front of my eyes. And, and that's ultimately what I'm looking to achieve here as well. Awesome. Vince, what would you add? You know, I, I think uh, Bennett adds a lot of uh, excellent points. And, and for me, I, I would say it's, it's not about departments. This isn't about uh, organizational charts or anything like that. Marketing is um, bigger than a department in an organization. Marketing is um, how, how people interact with each other and how products or services are, are brought to audiences, whether that is an internal or external audience. And I would consider uh, correlated, I suppose, to brand. Brand, many people may think, oh, that's your creative team. No, brand is throughout the entire organization, and brand is what people experience when they interact with your product or service. So for me, I, I think the, the nucleus here is that, um, you know, we're talking about a, an idea, and we're talking about a, um, you know, a, a way of working, not necessarily a department in any way. Breaking that paradigm. When, when someone mm -hmm. says marketing, the first thought is it's a department. Um, Andre, you were one of the first to mention marketing in, in this context. How, you know, how do you view it? Um, well, I want to add a little bit more kind of inspirational to this as well, because kind of going back to Peter Seals quote, um, kind of what people don't agree with me on. I kind of don't like when people settle and go for averages. So I think we have a real opportunity to innovate. And uh, what I hate is what for me, the definition of success is setting, not setting realistic expectations and meeting them is setting unrealistic expectations and overachieving them. So I think we have a real opportunity to do something really cool and inspirational, something really transformational here. Amen. All of us agree. Listen, and, and so for the audience that's listening at this point, we either lost you, right? Because you're like, we're, we're, we're done. This is not for me. Or you're in violent agreement. I don't really get a lot of in between. It's either one or, or the other. So this episode, we're going to, this is a giant leap forward. Season three, right? Season one was about the context of the HR landscape. Season two was about consumerization of employee experience. Season three is the adoption of marketing mindset. And today, in a way, we're reaching a milestone. We're publishing a book, The Lost Audience. Um, and there'll be a big ask at the end of those who are listening. We'd love for you. Well, I'm not going to ruin the surprise. The ask is going to come at the end. I want you to just introduce the authors by just a little kickoff question. What, you know, what fun fact at personal life that most people don't know about you? So, Andre, let's start with you. What don't most people know about you? Yeah, uh, I'm a classically trained pianist, which doesn't mean that I know how to pian play piano very well, but I've been trained classically. I did not know that. Nor did I. See, yeah. you learn something new every day on these podcasts. Yeah. Those reactions were priceless. Vince, <laughs> what about you? Well, keeping on the music train, um, obviously Bennett's got the incredible uh, artwork behind him. Andre's uh, a classically trained pianist. I uh, was a DJ in college. Um, not many people know that. Uh, so uh, my father was actually a DJ uh, throughout his uh, life and career. So kind of following in his footsteps. Haven't done it in a long time, but uh, yeah, keeping on that music train. Whoa. Is Bennett going to stay in the train? Music you know, train? interestingly enough, apparently we're all in the wrong career and we should be in media. But I uh, I was a uh, 
a theater kid growing up and, and an actor growing up. And I was oh, wow. a, um, I was a theater and communications major in college, went to Carnegie Mellon for a bit before I uh, ultimately ended up at the University of Pittsburgh and, and uh, decided to be an actor and a screenwriter uh, after college and ultimately did some of that, um, which perhaps had led to some of the, the writing stylings of this book. Uh, and then ultimately ended up in marketing communications for where I have proven that my love truly is, um, is founded. So I am, uh, I'm a theater actor, musician as well, I guess, which is pretty wild. I'm absolutely getting off that train. Just FYI, my dad was a musician and he's an amazing musician. He tried to get me into it for a couple of years on clarinet. It didn't stick. So my quick fun fact is going to be speech chess. I love playing speech chess. In fact, that's, that's how I relax. So last night for about a, for about an hour, five minute games. All right, so let's talk about the book. It's not, it's not easy. There's just such, there's so much to talk about. So I'm going to kick off with the question of your journey to get to where we are, to having this book available. And uh, Vince, maybe we'll, we'll start with you. How would you describe your, your journey? It's, it's, again, it's not easy because I feel like that a lot of this is our life's work that we're mm. summarizing. Um, how would you explain it? I think if there was a word, it would be organic. I remember, Adam, when, when you and I had first connected to talk about this concept, it was like we were kindred spirits in a way. We just immediately were almost finishing, finish, finishing each other's sentences, and it was really kind of a cool moment for me, um, and I think for both of us. So uh, or, organic is how I would describe it. I think back to the story, um, there were a lot of um, things that clicked for me when we talked. And I've always been a consumer first marketer where, you know, you use technology to target the right person and make sure you're saying the right thing and, and giving a relevant message um, at the right time. And as you and I talked, you know, you kind of opened my mind and said, well, wait a minute, what if what if we did this for the same audience, only the internal audience? And, and it was a really interesting, organic conversation that just kept building. So um, that was my in introduction to this. And I remember those words. There were specific words that have happened over the last year and a half where I stopped in my tracks. Like it, there were moments when you said the lost, they're lost, right? This, the, I think, no, sorry, you said the last audience. Yes, and, yes, and, it was. And that's why I confused it in the beginning for in my head, they're, they're converged, the lost, the last. Bennett, what about you? Yeah, I mean, Similarly, this experience has been uh, second to none for me. I, uh, I feel like when you and I first connected on the podcast, it's almost like when you, you take a, a bottle of soda and you shake it up real quick and you uncork it and, and all of this uh, incredibly crazy fun stuff comes out of it. Uh, and that's kind of how I, I felt about the, uh, the podcast, that there was just something inside of me that was um, you know, dying to get this story out, um, this remarkable ride that I've been fortunate enough to be on um, over the course of the past 20 some odd years of my career. And it just felt like it was a, a natural opportunity to connect on this subject matter with, with someone that I admired. Uh, and I think you, the opportunity thereafter to put those thoughts onto paper uh, was something that I had considered, um, but didn't have the right partnership. And all of a sudden, you know, fast forward, what now, six, seven months, which is pretty remarkable, by the way, for uh, a book like this to be done 
uh, in only a such a short time frame. But for the four of us to not only communicate so effectively with one another, but to collaborate so well together uh, is remarkable in and of itself. And so I, um, I am just um, beyond uh, excited and overwhelmed with joy about the, the outcome that is this draft. Bennett, you were the first CMO. It happened after the first se second season when the question was, how do we consumerize the employee experience? And, and I said, you know, who knows the most about consumerization? And uh, I reached out to you and you said, yes, let's have a conversation. I remember our first pre-interview and um, it kind of kind of blew my mind that I called Andre. I was right, right. I hung up. I called Andre. I was like, you have no idea what just happened. The validation that provided Bennett. Um, Andre, how would you explain your journey to being a co-author in, in this book? Well, you know, what's exciting for me, my background obviously is technology and I've been in the space for 30 years and I've had a pleasure of helping thousands of people use technology to get smarter and to do more. And I've always been frustrated with business intelligence because you have all this data, you could build a chart and tell people, this is where it's trending, but you have no thinking about how do you turn around the chart. And that's what marketing is really good at. It's, it's taking that analytics, that insight, and turning it into campaigns, turning it into some sort of actionable things that can actually change somebody's life, like an EX particularly. So that was super interesting for me, just going through all of my experiences with companies like Unilever, some of the largest CPG companies, and kind of seeing how, they, how hard they work to deliberately uh, manage customer journey and just thinking about like, you know, there's this wealth of knowledge and wealth of experience that we've built over the last 50 years, plus all of the technology advancements over the last 20 years, and just super exciting to bring all that forward and apply now to employee experience. Right on, right on. I, I remember Andre, the first time you and I had this conversation, I think it was two years ago, maybe two plus years, when you just said, hey, this is, this is the direction of where it needs to go. I think you said inevitable. Self-evident, yeah. Self-evident, those were your yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in my case, I, I really think it started with about nine years ago as a contributor for Inc. I interviewed Simon Sinek, and he kind of opened up my eyes a bit on this question of, you know, pursue your why. And maybe as, as I'm a little slow today in this conversation, just because my, my brain is, a, I'm processing everything that's going on. It's, it's just such an exciting time. Um, so our journeys were summarized of how we got here in a, in a minute there. I want to go to why we're doing this because I think if I, if I was listening to this to this podcast and I'm about to read the book, I want to know why. Well, Vince, let, let's kick it off to you first. Yeah, I I, I think it's just an enormous opportunity. Um, if you were to ask somebody 20 years ago, hey, one day marketing is going to be tailored down to the person, and no matter if you're 22, a single mother and looking for diapers or, you know, 75 and looking for the most comfortable pair of shoes, we're going to be able to make sure that the ads are targeted to you and relevant to you. And I think it's just such an opportunity for, um, you know, organizations to lean into that only for their internal audience, because just like consumers have different priorities, so do many employees and they're, they're from all walks of life. So for me, I think that um, it's just such a great opportunity. And I think that it has so much upside in terms of, of, of where it can go. The size of that opportunity. It's only what every organization everywhere on the planet. 
that has this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And it's also just common sense for those who get it. You go marketing internally. This is the opportunity to go, oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Taking a breath. Bennett, to you, why are you doing this? You know, not to steal the thunder from, from part of the book, but I think as we, we intro the book or perhaps in the preface, when we talk a little bit about the concepts of life um, and how much time you spend at work with your colleagues in your job. Jobs notoriously for the majority of people that work in them aren't great. Um, you're not happy. You're, you're checking the clock. You're anxious. Um, you don't want to spend time with your colleagues. You're, you're not motivated by the, the work that you're doing. And while there are many people that do, in fact, love their jobs and, and live to work, um, there are many more that don't. Um, and this is an opportunity, a true opportunity, to engage employees in a, in a different way. Not a way that says, oh my, man, you have to spend millions and millions of dollars in order to keep employees happy. That's not true. It takes creativity and innovation and caring and joy and spreading that throughout an organization. And I, I, I really believe strongly, obviously, that this concept, this playbook, provides people the the, the minimal opportunity to make a major impact. Uh, and, and if that's what people get from this, um, like we've gotten from it, then I think we all win. And not just us, but the corporations around the world. And, and Bennett, let, let's talk about the playbook just, just for a second, because you, you've seen this happen. You, you've seen the power of what it does. Vince talked about the opportunity. Maybe just in a, in a, in a minute or two, if you could, what does it, what's the impact when this playbook is brought to life? It's astronomical. Uh, you know, I had uh, the great pleasure of spending uh, the last 13 years of my career prior to, to moving over and, and starting this new journey with, with a new company trying to do the exact same thing of, of watching a company that had none of these concepts build these concepts. And, you know, I, I remember distinctly, as, as I mentioned in the book, sitting down with my, my former CEO um, who is a, a maverick at, at this concept. And, and I remember, you know, coming from an agency background, I was a partner in an advertising agency and I was all about growth marketing. And I, I considered my customer being the primary customer, anyhow, being um, the consumer. And I figured employees um, were who they always were, which was a cog in the wheel and nothing more. And I sat down with him and he asked me what I wanted to do and, and how I wanted to do it when I was early in my career at, at Power. And, and he, after going off on this verbose bravado ridden concept of where I wanted to be from a growth marketing perspective and where I thought the business should be ultimately, um, he said, I don't really want to do any of that. I want to, I want to take that creative energy and I want to I want to distribute that to the employee experience. And I, I don't think there's a, a better team, even though at that point it was a team of one, but I don't think there's a better team to be created around the concepts of EX than marketing um, because you're doing it already. You're just doing it for the wrong audience. Uh, and over 13 years, we did exactly that. And we built an army that was attached to this, this beautiful notion that employees should have fun at work. They should be motivated and they should love each other and they should think of each other as actual family as opposed to the cliche concepts that that's become in every institution. Uh, and in that time, 
we became the number one company to work for for millennials by Fortune magazine, top 13 company by Fortune magazine and best places to work. Uh, the number one reputation in our industry. And the, and the point of that part of it is because when you have when you're happy at work and when you want to do right by your colleagues and by your teammates, ultimately, you do right by your customer. And then all of a sudden, the company becomes successful. And when I got there, the company was roughly $40 million in annual sales. They were a you know, regional player, but no, nothing more. And, and when I left the organization, they were $1.1 billion and the largest in the entire industry. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that there's correlation to joy in the workplace and success in life when it comes to a corporation. And I think there's a not just an opportunity, but there's an obligation to spread that to all the other organizations in the world. And imagine if all organizations act that way. One, your retention percentages would be incredible. And two, you'd be massively successful. It doesn't work for everyone. You know, some people don't have it, some people do. But the ones that do will be successful. And I'm, I'm confident that this book allows, uh, allows those folks uh, to better understand, appreciate growth, the roadmap growth, to get there. Professional growth, making people happy, love what they do, and, and see the benefits on performance and retention. Uh, Andre, why are you doing this? Um, well, I, I think that marketing is super exciting and I learned about marketing from the guy who invented the word marketing. And I was always impressed with how much know-how, how much resources are available, uh, to put marketing to work. And then when we started looking to the world of HR, all of a sudden you realize that there is a there is a lot of theory and a lot of practice focused on very specific set of activities but there is a major gaping hole in terms of opportunity for learning how to engage with with employees the way uh, people engage with customers and then uh, i also have a lot of experience in how to do this from technology perspective with consumers so it was super interesting super challenging to see how we can apply all the body of work, all the knowledge that's super mature, proven um, in large organizations, small organizations, and then applied into into the, the world of HR and kind of give give HR, you know, give the, the folks in the, in the world something that can enable them to to put it to work immediately. That does not require going into an MBA school. Does not require you know cutting their teeth on on marketing campaigns and advertising agencies. Right, giving them something they could read and start putting to work right away on day one, and then crawl, walk, run using this book and basically stay in the same book and go from green beans into pretty pretty seasoned. You know, employee marketers just using one, one, just one answer, one book. In the world of HR, there's this obsession. Many of the HR folks got in the industry because they wanted to help others, because they wanted to empower them, because they wanted to unlock the potential. But when they arrived, I think they got in, they saw the world from a compliance uh, lens, which is obviously entirely different. Um, I'll just add from, from my perspective, I, I think there's a real opportunity to create a connection. I think a connection is, is, is in so many ways broken between organizations and employees. I think we see it in engagement scores that are not improving. I think there's such a great loss of human potential in the process that what works to connect brands to customers inevitably should help to connect brands to uh, employees. Um, in the words of Jennifer Davi, um, Nobody wants to work at a feel like they are at a DMV.
All right. As, as a team now, let's have some fun with a few aspects here. One is the kind of the title of the book, because I've already royally threw some, 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 you know, method up there in the beginning. Uh, because, um, Vince, I think it's your fault. You, you said the last audience and I can't shake it. And then and now we're thinking about it as a lost audience. And I think both are true, Bennett, to you. Why the lost audience? Yeah, I remember that that debate, that exciting debate, uh, vividly. Uh, I think it was, I know, Vince, that, that jumped in with the last audience. And I thought that was incredibly compelling. And the more I thought about it, uh, I leaned in to the concepts of the lost audience because that's that's really what they are, right? You know, at the end of the day, this set of what I call consumers, they're consumers of our product, our product being um, the mindset and the message of the organization. Um, they're lost. They don't understand what role we want them to play in all this and how they can get to the top of the mountain. Um, we don't pay any attention to them. They are not a priority to the vast majority of businesses who then wonder why retention is so absurdly backward. And the, the more I, I thought about just the idea of how lost they are, how lost not only they are, how lost organizations are that don't understand that they are the primary audience, not the tertiary audience. And so it just felt like it was a, it was a natural Vince, fit. What about you? What's your take on the title? And why? Well, I um, I love it. Um, yeah, naturally, I, but you know, I I um I do I, I think it can be both, and um, I love that it was was uh, migrated over to the lost audience because there probably is no last audience. Marketing is one of those trains that never stops, and it will continue to evolve. But this has been a uh, a lost audience for a long time. And, and, you know, I, again, back to that opportunity, um, this audience is, is ripe for the taking for the organizations that are, um, you know, on board with the, with the idea. And, um, you know, I just, even coming, coming back to like, even the cover of the book where it's just a, you know, a, an employee without a face, right? Like what, how visually representative of, of how many people likely feel in a workplace. So, you know, it's always been my personal goal to make people feel seen. And I, I think that, you know, the, the word lost is exactly, um, you know, what we're trying to, to fix in the, not all organizations, it but many. for itself. Can't walk by it if you see it at the store. Uh, Andre, what, uh, what about you? Um, well, I, I really like, I, I was pretty open between last and lost. I do like lost much better, but what resonated with me is the word audience. Because I think for me, and maybe lost again as well too, um, what's, what's interesting for me is when we think of audience, audience is like connection of individuals. There is a strategy as to how we segment and how we create audiences, right? It's that whole idea that thinking of employees, not just as some sort of nebulous mass out there who is obligated to do as, as it's told, but as, as rather a collection of people with different interests, different objectives, um, different point of views, right? And thinking of them as an audience, which is how do we group them together? What brings them together? How do we nurture it? What kind of strategies we apply to it, right? So that word of audience really resonated with me. So when I saw last audience first and I got super excited and when I saw lost audience, I'm like, yes, exactly. That's, you know, that's what's lost. Like that's what we are not doing. And we absolutely should be doing it. Deliberate care is the key. 
And unless you start thinking in terms of audiences, in terms of you know characteristics, in terms of strategically nurturing what we're trying to do with these folks, you know, you're just you know you're you're not being strategic. Yeah, you're just being reactive. Well, the book too is take care of your employees the way you're taking care of your customers, right? Um, I want to talk a little bit about how the sausage was made. Six months, Bennett, you said it. It's just been, I can't believe it. And, and you have a lot going on, Bennett, in your world. I, I know we just spoke before we, we jumped on the podcast. Vince, I know you've been traveling. You've got a lot going on. Andre, I, I intimately know um, <laughs> how much you're, you're taking on. And, and we got this book done. So how do we push ourselves? Uh, just maybe one or two anecdotes. And part of that is we continue to think about adopting marketing in the book, thinking like, marketers to, to, to educate and elevate. So Bennett, maybe a little bit about our experience over the last six months. Yeah, I mean, it's, it really is remarkable. And I, I don't mean to overstate that, that word, but I, I don't know many authors and that have been able to get a book done that they feel this good about um, in such a short amount of time, let alone with co-authors who have different opinions and ideas. So to collaborate the way that I think we did and to all come out to the same conclusion, um, which is this is just a necessity uh, for business. And I don't say that lightly and I don't say it um, with uh, bravado either, other than the fact that there is a there's a real need for this. And, and as, um, you know, at least in, in the stuff that I was writing, it was impossible to stop writing. And that's when you know that you've got something. Uh, I think, you know, every writer struggles at times, whether you're writing a screenplay or you're writing a book um, with the information within, uh, whether it's chapter one or chapter 12, you're getting stuck at one point. And I didn't feel that way at all. I felt there was a, a real story to tell here, a story that was, not only um, important, um, but also pragmatic, um, anecdotal, uh, and and in entertaining, I hope. Uh, and I think that you couple that with just the brilliance of the illustrations that were plugged in there, um, the end of chapter summaries that I think are incredibly helpful. And I do think that we have a, a formidable uh, book that is not only, again, entertaining, but incredibly helpful and also easy to read. Um, so to, to do all of that and to do it with people that not only you admire, but now I've become not close friends with, um, it's just icing on the cake. I know there were discussions some nights, should this be a course? Should this be, you know, how do we, how, how do we think about what's next for folks that are looking to make this very practical? You know, what, 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 give them a very concrete plan Here's what you, what you do. Here's what's next. And in the book, we talk about the various aspects of, you know, are you ready to crawl or walk or run? In some organizations, and, and many of you that are listening, no doubt, you already believe. You just need, you need a direction. Let's go. Some are, hey, we, maybe you're a believer, you're an innovator inside your organization, but you haven't been able to mobilize the sufficient momentum behind you, and you just want to take one step at a time. Um, Sorry, I had to, I had, I went there for a second. I just, you know, very passionate. Vince. Yeah. No, you're, you're spot on. You know, what I think is interesting is how few creative differences we had writing this book. What's interesting. It's not like we all had done a year of research on what that conversion from CX to X should do. 
got together, looked at each other, know, says, wow, there is this amazing coherence between all of our opinions. We could really just, like when we started, we just, we had like a common goal. And as we kept researching and kept kind of um, refining our, our thinking, it was just amazing how in line we were, right? It was, it was because it's so commonsensical that there's almost no room for, for any creative differences. Like we're really more just trying to distill it down, trying to figure out how do you make it more actionable? How do you, you know, how do you make it easy to jumpstart? But there was almost no conversations where Bennett wanted to go left and Vince wanted to go right. Like from the very beginning, because, because what we're talking about is so, so common sense, really it was more about how do you refine and make it clear as opposed to, because we're really like unearthing things that just, just, just make sense. And I think that's, you know, that, that was, that created a really interesting, interesting process. I also think what's really important to note is that our experiences validate the concepts within. And I think, you know, for many, many authors, they're research professionals um, primarily, and they're meeting with many, many organizations in order to understand the concepts or the constructs of various books that they're writing. Uh, you know, we're living these experiences, both the good and the bad. You know, not all of us have had brilliant experiences in our work and life, whether as executives or, or as line level employees. Uh, and I think, you know, all, and everyone that's probably listening here has been a part of those experiences. Like these are not um, uh, Harvard level educated um, concepts that you have to truly um, understand from a analytics perspective in order to execute. These are simple concepts that if you do them religiously every single day, you can be successful with. And, and I've seen that um, throughout the course of my, my career, certainly over the course Vince, of the let's, past. Let's uh, check in with years. you. W w one of the many contributions, I know that you said, listen, we yeah. can't take one page that is just full of content and not break it up by by meeting folks with the current mindset that everyone has. They they just you you look at a page or you look at a pair a long body of text and your brain just checks out. But Vince, how how did you see from your lens us adapting marketing as we were writing the book? Yeah, you know, and and I mean it's a great question, Adam, and and I also want to just add quickly that I think the conversation and how it fed just in the past two minutes is exactly representative of what we're trying to achieve here. We all come from very different backgrounds. I'm not an HR professional by any means. I'm a marketer. Bennett has extensive HR background. Andre, you know, you are a technologist and Adam, you're a CEO and founder. So this is almost a great example of, of what in a real company this could be like, where even though we may have had a difference in opinion here or there, we relied on each other's expertise and we said, okay, yeah, you know what? Like I can see your point. And I think that that is actually really what we're trying to communicate here. Adam, um, uh, you know, to answer your, your direct question about the, um, the, the visuals, we, uh, we think about our audience again, marketer, we think about the audience that is going to be reading this book. It is a busy, busy audience. Um, we needed to make this something that can be easily digestible, skimmable and um, understanding that the reader uh, likely is getting a hundred texts and a hundred, uh, you know, emails every hour that they're invested into this book. So we had to make sure that again, always thinking about the, the, um, the, the person, whether that's the reader or the employee or the consumer, we always put them first and make sure that we are writing it with them in mind, not with us in mind. 
And that was really the point behind the visuals of the book was we have to make it skimmable. We have to make it visually interesting in order well, to keep that, uh, Once you keep that person that page, interested. You'll see. Every page's got some real fascinating and interesting, whether it's quotes or visuals. And, and we're talking about how fun we had, how collaborative and fun the process was. And I was thinking, what was the most difficult part? And I, and I think there were some illustrations where we went back and forth and we couldn't agree on. Maybe, maybe that was the, most, the biggest challenge we had. Um, what do we hope to accomplish with this book? Not, not, not a small question, right? What, 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 is, what do we think, if we had our wish, what would happen after this book hits the world? Bennett, let, let's start with you. Yeah, what a, what a profound question that is. I think the, um, you know, I, I think the easy answer is, you know, we'd love to see this, this published um, and see, you know, hundreds, if not thousands um, or tens of thousands of people latch onto it. And by the way, I don't think that, those thousands of people need to all be C-suite executives. I actually think this is as much for the, the entry level position as it is for the C-level position. Um, because guess what? The voices of the future are the ones who are entering the workforce right now. And they want something vastly different um, than the C-level executive, uh, perhaps at this stage. And they need to shout that to the rooftops. Um, you know, the needs and desires of an employee should be paramount to the success of a business. And I hope it resonates uh, with them as, as well as everybody else. Um, but to, to answer your question in a nutshell, I think I just want this concept to be exposed. You know, whether it is exposed by us, which would be great, or just exposed in general, that is what's required. Um, and if this could be the catalyst to creating a new market, uh, um, an emerging market within the universe of corporate America, Man, wouldn't yes. that be great? What would you like to see happen? For me, it's it's not about how many people see it. It's about how many careers are impacted positively. Um, I always say that I've been just so, so blessed with incredible mentorship. And uh, I don't know if they knew it or not at the time, but they managed, uh, my managers had managed me over the years very much in a custom way in, in maybe not the technology that this book talks about, but in the, the, um, you know, the, the, the logic behind it. And for me, um, if, if one, two, three, ten people's careers are positively impacted by this, to me, that is, uh, more successful than selling a, a million copies. So for me, I just want to give back and, and really, um, help elevate some people's careers and, um, hopefully by, you know, uh, readers, you know, going through this, I, I believe right. that will happen. And uh, that's All my right. most excited about you. Well, you know, I was well in my 30s when I discovered that wonderful world of marketing, because that before that I was deep inside of the world of technology and I was just fascinated by what it brings to the table. So I think, uh, I'm, you know, as you think about a thousand mile journey starts with a single step, I think about all of the people who don't get a chance to really go into MBA and get the formal marketing uh, education, but for all of the people who work with, with people internally, whether in change management, whether you're in head of sales, whether you're in the world of HR, uh, well, sales probably will have some marketing background, but basically if you're in those functions, finance, uh, HR, change management, they will get to learn about this amazing world of marketing through the lens that they understand. 
right? You don't have to go to MBA. You know, we're making cases that are relevant to your everyday life. And we frame up a lot of basic marketing concept in the context that's relevant to them. So I'm hoping to see a lot of people actually making that first step to a thousand mile journey of understanding and just discovering this fascinated mindset uh, that can really help them with their professional so development. More there from each one of your responses. Uh, what I'll... Well, if I could actually add one thing, it's actually not what I would want from the book, but what I don't want from the book, actually. <laughs> what I don't want from the book, and I think we've talked about this internally a little bit amongst each other, is I don't want HR professionals uh, to consider this book um, something other than it actually is. And I think there are, there's this notion that, oh man, marketing is, is going to take over the HR community. That's not what this book is. This book is a full-on collaboration. There is no notion that marketers know how to run an HR department and they should control the destiny of the HR part of the org. That's not this book. This book is about how do you get the most out of your employee experience? And how do you break up that experience into digestible pillars as, as Vince had discussed, right? Like there are, there are these four core pillars that marketing and HR or marketing and people um, when collaborative and communicative and creative, when they get together, there is no telling what they can accomplish. It is that in a nutshell. It is not, we want control of your domain. This is not Game of Thrones. That's, that's a good one, Bennett. <laughs> what, what, I'll, what I'll add from an accomplishment in this book is just know you're not alone. Because many of you feel like you're alone. I know because, Bennett, when you and I first spoke, right, that was your sentiment. You said, wow, this, you've, already, you've, already, you've been there already for the last 10, 15 years. Vince, same for you. I would venture to guess that a couple hundred who, who hopefully are listening made it this far in this episode. Just it, you're not alone. And this book will help you. And if there are others who you know are on this journey, share the book with them. Let's check in on the emerging market for, there's so much to cover in this conversation. Maybe this should have been planned for four hours or five hours. I don't know if anyone wants to listen for five hours, but I, I want to touch on what's your take on the emerging market. Uh, Andre, I want to, I want to start with you. Well, uh, I'm thinking through emerging markets through, you know, through the lens of people process technology, right? So, uh, as we see this incredible opportunities that I think once we have the more and more people um, who believe in this idea, who would want to practice marketing internally uh, for people initiatives, uh, this will create gravity to then um, develop the other two pieces, which is process and technology. So my primary interest is just being, you know, so deep in the technology world is understanding how can technology uh, support this. And the only way this will happen is as process builds out, which is what we started with the book, I would like to see more and more folks coming in, maybe even people from Kellogg and Harvard coming in and building formal kind of courses around this and then figuring out how technology can support those practices and how we can, you know, get smarter by applying technology to processes and then hopefully growing and nurturing more people so that more and more people want to be inspired by the successes of this, you know, of this employee campaigns, and we will see growing people, you know, jumping in and trying to 
figure out how to use this mindset and technologies that will spring up based on based on this ideas well, to then change more and more people's first, lives. Uh, university that's actually teaching a convergence, the intersection of HR and marketing. Uh, we'll be speaking hopefully on, on air in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Bennett, what, what's your take on the emerging market? I think that there is a, um, there's a time for this and the time is now. Uh, in fact, the time wasn't, isn't now. The time was like 10 years ago. And I, I think it's taken everyone uh, a while to catch up. And, and what I think the, the catapult, I think, to this book was all of your incredible podcast interviews where over and over and over again, people are like, why isn't this out there? Why aren't people talking about this more? Why aren't we implementing this? Why aren't we executing this flawlessly at this point? Why is it still hidden underneath some sort of proverbial rug within every single corporate um, business? What the heck is going on here? And, and I think that in and of itself tells you that it is time to shout this concept out to the rooftops and allow it to settle into businesses, not in a way that creates fear and debate um, and um, you know disgruntled um, C-suite executives talking about their domains again. It's about how do we make the employee experience the best it can possibly be? And how do we take the best and brightest in every single discipline of the business and cross-collaborate opportunity to engage, initiate, execute on joy um because that's really at the end of the day what it comes down to how do you create joy at work it is a three-letter word that has massive ramifications but no one wants to touch it and this emerging market which is long overdue for its day in the sun um is here and hopefully here to stay and i and i hope that this um the voice of this book allows it to be um, showcased in ways that make it less aggressive than perhaps What's it's being received. Emerging market? I'll give you a word, and that word is fragmented. There are very few industries that are still fragmented. And you could think of it from a technology perspective. If we look at marketing 10 years ago, the, it took us 10 years to get where we are today. And all that technology was built and invested, and we learned so much over time. Um, billions of dollars likely invested in this technology. The bones are there. And the velocity at which this can be adapted is going to be 10 times, 100 times faster than it was adopted in marketing. So um, for me, I, I think about the uh, disruptive companies that have come in, whether it's Uber coming into the taxi industry or DoorDash into the food delivery service. There is a new solution that we are describing right now that is, is going to provide a centralized solution for companies all over the world that absolutely can um, um, just find the, the right way uh, or a better way to um, you know, engage their employees no differently than they engage their employees across so many challenges being faced, some super acute challenges and some you know, it was an HR conference last week, and we talked about simple things like unused benefits, annual enrollment, very simple things. How do you improve? What do you do? Um, looking at the time, I can't believe we're, we're honing in on, on the end of this episode, and maybe we should do this in multiple parts. But uh, 
Let's ask the audience to engage. Um, Bennett, what, what, would, what would we ask our, our audience to do? Well, first, you know, and we've been saying this for a while now, we'd love feedback. You know, do we, are we, are we on to something? Um, we think we are. We spent the last hour uh, screaming about how excited we are about this idea, this emerging market. Do you agree? Uh, do you, you know, as Adam says eloquently all the time, do you violently agree or do you violently disagree um, with the notions within this? My assumption is, is that you agree. And I, I think if you do, you know, my action uh, on this, and I think Vince said that earlier as well, is act on it, use it. Um, you know, whether you're crawling, walking or running, there is something in here for you. And obviously the shameless plug in all of it is that, you know, you've got four people here who would love to help in, in any possible way that we can. Uh, and, and that's not, you know, uh, a, a way to suggest that you need an agency or you need various consultants involved in your business. It's an opportunity for like-minded professionals to collaborate with one another. And if we can get that as an action from this book, and that leads to success for others, awesome. everyone wins. Uh, Andre, well, what do you think? What's the ask to the audience from your perspective? Um, yeah, I agree. I think I could just only uh, agree with Bennett. I think that's a great ask. I think we're, uh, we've come up with this idea and we would like to two things. A, on the process side, well, on the people side, let's all agree and build that community of people who can come together and find the best way, whether it's LinkedIn group or whatever the media we can come up with, where we can come in and challenge each other and get smarter together and pull in more and more people in this. Um, let's talk, you know, the, the, the smart, you know, the thought leaders in this space would love to have them engage and help taking kind of the broad ideas that we have in the book and start refining them further, you know, driving focus groups and things like this. And also on technology side, would love to start figuring out how we could try, you know, to test out some of these things in practical scenarios so we can learn, um, and, and build those best practices that took marketing world last 20, 30 years to put put in place. I was talking to this lady today who was uh, working for the world's first consumer data platform, CDP. I'm not going to name names, not going to name technologies, but she was talking to me what it took to get that whole CDP um, concept off the ground and how long it took and the challenges. And I was just looking around, I'm like, you replace consumer with an employee, we're going through exactly the same thing. Right. And today, CDP is multi-billion dollar industry that's growing at 30% a year. So I think that'd be amazing kind of for everybody to co collaborate and figure out how we can create that value together. And again, it, it'll change people's lives. Right on. Vince, what, what's, the, what's your ask? I would ask that go into this with a growth mindset. I think so often when we hear about a new idea, we set our minds early on and it's, you're going to have to convince me otherwise to believe differently. I would be inquisitive. I would encourage being inquisitive and encourage being curious and ask that um, each one of you who is listening or reading, give yourself the opportunity to prove yourself wrong. Or even if you're ultimately bought in, continue to read. I would just ask you to really give it a chance and, and talk to some of your friends, colleagues, 
and even think about your yourself in your younger days of your career and think about maybe the profound impact that a custom tailored career path would have had for you. So um, really, I think it's just open mind, uh, just being having an open mind and a growth mindset. One piece of advice as they continue this journey. Let's do a quick round. Vince, let's start with you. One piece of advice. My one piece of advice would be, um, I think I, it, it's, it's a little bit of, of what I've um, hit on throughout this. It's um, remember that you're always dealing with people. And again, whether it's that consumer or an employee, uh, each person is different. We, in, in marketing, we call them personas. Now, there aren't 11 billion personas. There are typically five or six in an organization. But often there are, you know, recurring themes within the different personas and you're able to cluster people. So um, just know that there's no one size fits all approach and that there are different types of people out there. And think of yourself maybe versus some of your uh, colleagues and, and maybe your differences and how far a, uh, you know, a targeted marketed type plan would have would have would have taken you. And it's never too late. So, um, you know, I would just really encourage you to to read and, and, uh, and Bennett, do some give advice. a shot. So, uh, yeah, on my wall, uh, Steve Jobs is on my wall with uh, his most famous quote or one of his most famous quotes of the crazy ones who are, or the people that are crazy enough to think they could change the world are the ones that actually do. And that's overly cliche and I get it, but be the change that you want to see in the world. We're all in the same boat trying to row ourselves to the same exact shore the shore of success, whatever success looks like to you. And I think success for most people looks like this notion when I wake up in the morning, whether it's Monday or Friday, I feel the exact same way. I am exhilarated and excited to put my feet on the ground and get myself to this job. And there are the vast amount of people in this world have that is not what they're thinking. Um, and if we could just change by small percentages, that feeling in people, including our, ourselves, it's just such a different world that we live in and work in. Um, and so be the change that you want to see, be crazy and try this thing that is new, even if you're afraid to actually lean into it. And I love what you said, Vince. I love the idea that it takes a growth mindset. You know, failure could be your friend here, but failure on the way to success feels really, really good. Well, I'll get on a CEO on my CEO um, perspective here. I think a lot of times I, I want to double down on word connection. As as executives, so very often we could, we have we formulate strategies and we kick off initiatives. But are we really connecting specific individuals who are critical to bring those initiatives and strategies to life? When you see that you're trying to do something and things are not happening, think about if you're connecting to the right people with the right message at the right time to make sure that those folks understand what you're trying to do and what they can do to help you be successful. So think about uh, connection. How do you connect? And how can you strengthen that connection? I think that that would be my, Vince, my message to the world. Andre, this was a blast for all of you who are listening. Just appreciate you being part of the journey with us. And we want to hear from you. Get involved, share your feedback, your thoughts, your comments, your ideas. Uh, until next episode. Thank you all.